This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Episode number 64. We're getting up there, man. You just got a Nintendo 64 today. I did. I got a Nintendo 64. Shout out to our dude Tim, the most loyal Metal Shop Backstage Pass listener. And today, he it's mentioned... Appropriate. That it's his favorite podcast. He listens to a lot of podcasts, but we're his number one. Oh, that makes me so, so romantic. Special. Yeah, absolutely. The cockles of my heart. You said cockles. So, 64 yeah, episodes, and you got the 64. What, what games did you get with it? I got uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh, classic. I got... Uh, Classic. Mario 64, I got Mario Kart 64, I got yes. D- WWF No Mercy, oh. which is sick. You already crossed off like the four big bases. 007 GoldenEye. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and the other one you need to tell me is uh, Legend of Zelda. No, he said Ocarina no Zelda. He said oh. no Zelda. Can't take any Zelda, but I did take uh, Rampage, which is that game okay. where oh, you like, go up as monsters destroying the yeah, city. Yeah, it's got a thousand something levels. Yeah. Like Bubble Bobble. I love that game. You used to sit there and play it for like eight, nine hours, dude, straight. Dude, Rampage is the ish. That game is awesome. Running the uh, NES to it through its paces back yeah. in 1993. Uh, one game that had so many, so many, so many levels was that game, uh, what was that, Gauntlet? Gauntlet. Gauntlet Legends? No, just the original Gauntlet oh, and, for regular Nintendo. And on and on and on. All the games they did after that. Blue Valkyrie. Same with Bomberman. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Bomberman. Bomberman was, was great. Uh, Bo- did you ever so play- many levels. Did you ever play Bomberman Quest? I don't think I did. I played Bomberman 64. Yeah. 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 Never. I mean, I, I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so I kind of skipped that. Yeah. I flexed my NES all the way until until the 64 came out in yeah. 1996. I remember September of 96. Oh, wow. Man, I was I, in the fifth grade. I've still got my gray brick Game Boy. Yeah. And when my parents moved and my mom was like, I was just going to give these to Goodwill. Whoa. You want them. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Let me take those. Yeah. That's all coming with me. So you guys have a good week? Yeah. Pretty good. The yeah. summer's kind of coming to, it's winding down. It is. Starting to rain a little bit. Uh, I w- was working a lot. I work from home, which meant I usually just have a TV on at all times. Yeah. And this week was highly entertaining on the political channels because Absolutely. of the Republican presidential debates. And uh, <laughs> did you realize that one person walked out of those debates in the national polls with 47% of the success rating in the polls? Don't Guess tell that me person. it was Trump. Don't Donald tell me it was Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. Donald motherfucking Trump. There's 10 people on the stage. Donald Trump walks out of there with 47% of the approval rating. So heinous. When other people had, maybe they, I may not agree with their stance on, or issues, uh, stance on issues and and politics behind it, but 
when they have a, like a well thought out uh, answer, when they have uh, a lot of political background, and then Donald right. Trump comes in. These and are just, like governors and senators. And, yeah. yeah. Legitimate, you know, politicians and public figures. Ugh, Trump is such an idiot. Did I, you, uh, I did, mean, did you see that thing that Dusty made of his? Yeah, potato lips. The potato with or, the butt lips. Yeah, potato with butt lips. <laughs> yeah. That thing's gotten huge oh, all know, over the man. internet. Everybody loves that. I've been seeing random other friends of mine that don't even know Dusty, like posting it, being Dusty like, ha thanks, internet. Yeah, I'm Like, man. no, you can thank Dusty, and I usually tag him in it. That's yeah, awesome. Man. Yeah. That's super funny. But, uh, yeah, he definitely, like, when they were asking him about, like, his language he's used, how, you know, people may it's be like, offended get over by it. Him, he's like, essentially, I don't have time for people to, you know, I don't have time to worry about people that need a PC world. He's like... <laughs> I'm tired of PC yeah, he's everything. Trying to, he's trying to bring back the anti-PC, whatever that means. I, you're in politics. It's politically correct because if you say the wrong thing, you're going to piss people off. And that leads to me to, like, my hugest question about Donald Trump is, what is it that he's going to do to finally get him, like, booted from this process, like, ostracized socially or publicly or whatever? Because everything that he keeps saying, he just keeps bouncing back from and is approval ratings keep going up and up and up after it's, every bombastic like thing he says. It's yeah. like there is no bad press. It's just all all press is just his name getting out there and they're like, everyone else is f***ing boring, so right. might as well vote for the <laughs> flashy weird guy. And they said there was like record uh, uh, ratings for Fox News well, on that debate because Donald Trump was in it. What makes him think that he's qualified to run the country? That's a good question. I mean, it is... Because I could run a business. I would imagine for him, it's just a, he seems like the kind of guy that's all ego. So yeah. for him, the ultimate ego trip would be being the president of the United States, you know? It would literally be like idiocracy. He would just start signing off oh, executive yeah. mandates and people would just be like, what are you doing, Donald Trump? <laughs> oh, he said the first thing he's going to do is build a huge, like, impenetrable wall along the entire southern border of the United States. Whoa. The thing is, is like this dude and uh -uh. dudes like Ben Carson who come up and they're like, I approve of a 10% tax across the board for everyone. Do you realize? And he said without reducing military spending, which means that because 56% of our discretionary funding is already spent on the military, you'd be cutting out teachers, cops, ambulances, uh, every social service, garbage, water, everything. And and this is they're saying, this is my plan. And people are just like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You, you're, like, trying to assert yourself, and people who give a f*** and know anything are just like, what no! are you talking about? So, yeah, it's crazy. So the way things are headed right now, because there hasn't been a Democratic debate yet, Donald Trump could be the Republican nominee for the presidential election. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Uh, it's a wild world we live in. Yeah. 2015. It's also a wild world to think that uh, someone that, you know, your friends may have brought up in the past saying, oh, Bernie Sanders for president. Someone you're like, yeah, he's awesome. But I don't think but he could actually not. win. Yeah. He's actually coming to the point where it's believable that up. he may actually be able to win. He's approaching neck and neck with Hillary Clinton. And the Bernie Sanders rally in Seattle this morning or earlier yeah. today Whoa, man. got uh, interrupted by the Black Lives Matter movement. They just got on stage and they were like, give me the mic. Get out of here, Bernie Sanders. Somebody paid Bernie Sanders probably to be here. I think. Oh yeah, I'm sure because they it's did. part of a campaign thing. He's trying to raise some money, obviously, yeah. for his you know election. Very modestly, I might add, as opposed to some of the other candidates who are just like raking in huge, huge amounts through these super PACs that they have. 
which are legal now, which yeah. is crazy. You can literally buy an election. So, which is why Trump is <laughs> right doing and so well. To me, I just think it's strange that any movement that's like socially leftist or liberal or progressive or whatever you claim to be would like choose Bernie Sanders as a target of all people to go up there and interrupt. I don't. I don't understand the well, point of that. But <clears throat> maybe there's just some of it that I'm not uh, aware of. He was certainly the most uh, accessible as uh, he was right there in the people. Yeah, he was just right. walking around. Yeah. So, yeah. so maybe it's just that, the fact that they knew that he would probably let them talk, and they did for 30 minutes. I think 20, it's going to be entertaining. It's already entertaining to me. There's been one debate, and I've been watching it, like, people talk about it all week. So this combined with the Seahawks coming back next Sunday. Oh, yeah. Ah, it's going to be awesome. Which I think is actually, is it tomorrow? Is tomorrow the first preseason game? The Sunday? I don't believe so. Or today, or whenever you're hearing this right now? I don't believe so. Let me see. Yeah, let's look it up, because it's either this week or next weekend. So, I got the political season to watch on TV, and the Seahawks are back. So, good week for me. I don't know about you guys. But uh, this past week also was the end of uh, Jon Stewart as the host yeah, of The Daily I Show. Watch that. that live, and uh, I don't know, it's weird, man. It's weird to think that that show was like, you know, obviously it was a show before with like Craig Kilborn. But he just defined it. and he he, turned it, yeah, into something else. He made it to the point where I believe more so truth coming from that show, which is a political satire, right. than an actual news slanted Well, there were certain station. studies that were saying that more college-aged and high school-aged people were getting their news from The Daily Show than yeah. they were getting it from, like... Any other standard CNN news organization? Yeah, exactly. Northwest Cable News. We used to watch that show in my in my political science class that I had oh. to take in high school. That's uh, great. That's, that's the oh, thing. Man. Like John Stewart was hosting that show when I was in junior high and high school. Yeah. So when I saw him sign off, I was kind of like, "Oh man, that's it's a little piece of my younger part of my life." Yeah, absolutely. Too. Yeah. And he was so good, dude. So tasteful, hilarious. Always had the best burns. Just the best burns. I loved it when he had Bill O'Reilly on over oh, and over, and yeah. they would just immediately, like, dude, I swear to God, they would, like, come back from commercial, and they already would have been arguing during the commercial, so they're just, just like, ah, oh, it was so good. Anybody who's, I really seriously pity whoever's going to try and come in. Have you have you that. watched any of his stuff yet? The, the, I don't the know. I see, that's the thing. I don't even know what his name is. See, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but I ended up watching some of his stand-up, and, and he... He seems like a really, really well-educated, well-rounded guy, and you know, it's those are huge, <coughs> huge shoes to try to fill. Exactly. And uh, his name is Trevor Noah. He's from South Africa. Yeah, he, he's he's a really interesting dude. Um, and he, his his standup was hilarious. Like, almost had me in tears. And he he seems like he's got a really good head on his shoulder. So I'm I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of excited to see where he's where he's gonna take that show. Mm. Thanks for the pizza, Ryan. Hell yeah, dude. this is good podcasting one one. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but uh, he had Bruce Springsteen on as guest on the show, which is cool because they're both Jersey guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's good for him. You know, he's definitely been working his ass off for a long time. He's sure made a shitload of money. Well, yeah, and he, uh, you remember last year when he took like four or five months off and John Oliver did the show for him? Uh, he went. He was over in the Middle East uh, filming a movie, like directing cool. a movie. So I awesome. think, I guarantee you he's already got something in the works. Yeah. It's not the last we'll see from Jon Stewart, but in that role... It's just a definitive role. Like Absolutely. John Stewart. I remember seeing John Stewart in Half Baked. You ever seen the back of a twenty dollar bill on weed? Yeah. He's, He's like out in the bushes. 
one wild thing about uh, that show is he's always so funny, so cutting, so uh, humorous. But then the moments when he's sad, when he's um, has no, you can tell humor, when he's getting serious. That yeah. is that cuts right to the bone and is very very impactful. So not rest in peace, John Stewart, but see you somewhere else, dude. Live long and prosper. Works for me. Works for me. Any other burning shares from this week in your lives, fellas? Uh, a couple of sweet shows. Kill Switch Engage last night with Rise Against. Um, I was definitely dug that show. It was cool to see them open for like this band that or, like I used to like Rise Against quite a bit. I saw them within their first couple of records tour- touring and uh, a couple times, but I just didn't really stick stick with them. And they've gotten fucking huge. And yeah, huge. Yeah, they're like really, really big, and I didn't really know that until I went to the show, and it was completely sold out, and people were like begging for tickets and like p- paying a shitload of money for tickets outside, like scalping. That's weird. And I was like, damn. That just feels weird. Uh, but it was cool to see Kill Switch engage. They sounded great. They came out to that song, uh, Turn Down For What? <laughs> <laughs> Turn Down For What? Yep, sounds uh, about right. And then also High On Fire the other night. Dude, yeah. heavy, man. They sounded so good live. And I was super baked, and Paul Bearer was awesome. <laughs> Sounds like you set it up very well for yourself. Yeah, high on fire, man. And Jolene was there for the it was her first show since uh, she left KSW. Well, she picked a good one, indeed. Let's talk about some of the goings on in the metal world. We can't get a week without having a bunch of pile up that we should talk about. So that's our job. Let's talk about Rotting Christ. They're they're putting out a new record. And they said that because, I mean, we live in an era an era where anybody can, like, record their voice on anything and send it in to anyone via anywhere. Like what we're doing right now. Exactly. Sending it into your ear holes. So they're saying if you want to be on the new record, they have, like, a little a couple words for you to say, and uh, they want you to send it to, and they give you a, a, an audio click, a two five, and the, the beats permitted is 253, mm-hmm. which is pretty fast. You got to have to have a metronome or some kind of online tool. Or just hit up Brian, he'll do it for you. Yeah, man. Sounds good. So they want you to be like, we worship Satan, so they can have a bunch of people from all over the world. Creepy. Oh, rotting Christ. Apogee Satana. Apogee Satana. Sounds okay. like a, that, there, can we send that in? Sounds like a Mexican dish. <clears throat> I'll take the uh, Apogee Satana. Mm. Would you like that with red sauce or green? And, uh, can I get that with a burrito as well? <laughs> a wet burrito? Make uh, it wet. Wet burrito? Super wet. Uh, Ghost has new a new song available live. <laughs> God, you guys. Or I'm sorry, available now off their new record. Uh, Meloria is out Octo- uh, August 21st, coming out pretty quick here. Uh, they've had a live video of this up on YouTube for quite a while, but now it's uh, the official recorded track. It's called Majesty. Let's check it out a little bit of it. I still want to know who's in this band. Mike Dirt from Green Day. That'd be awesome. Third singer? I like this. No, that's it's the first singer. That's just a gimmick. That's a thing they do. 
It's not a, it's not a real new singer every time. They just can say that. Well, I think it's, it obviously sounds like the guy on the recording at least. Yeah. Maybe it's not the same guy that's touring, but I thought that I, I always just assumed that that was like a fucking gimmick. Like they were just the whole thing is a gimmick, so I wouldn't be surprised at all. But they're coming back to Seattle on the 20th of October at El Corazon. So go see Ghost and uh, Mike Durnt playing music. <laughs> uh, the new Sword song is awesome. Uh, lyric videos are not always my favorite thing, but this one's really cool. It's like uh, in the perspective of like some strange galactic. It looks like you're in the desert tripping balls on acid is what it looks like. Hanging out at Burning Man with Steve Rock. With some, some cigarro cactuses. Some Joshua trees. I'm into this whole, like, revival feel of this, like, trippy 70s-style rock. Like, this band. I don't know, Ghost was kind of just doing it. Yeah. Christian Mistress. KO Dog, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of them. Lucifer. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. Anyway, their new record's coming out on the 21st. It's called High Country. <laughs> nice. So, new sword. It might not be new, but it is live. Metallica has now uh, decided to stream something on their website. Uh, it is live performance from a Lollapalooza Festival. It's Pro Shot. It was recorded August 1st, 2015, and uh, has them in the tuning room. And then they uh, perform Wherever I May Roam and Am I Evil uh, from the show. So. I'm going to skip into halfway into like Am I Evil. Better not download it. All right, this Just is wherever I may run. But uh, this is the Ian edit. Yep, the good parts. There's like a hundred people on stage. Nice. You better not be taking selfies. But if you are, get that phone smacked up out your hand. Prepare to get smashed. <laughs> uh, who is it that like somebody jumped up on stage and tried to take a selfie with him and he like punched him or like spin kicked oh, the uh, phone out of his Mike. hand? No, that was another guy that like tried to put his arm around his neck after he was complaining about oh, yeah, having neck right. problems. It was one of those like deathcore bands. Every time I die, yeah, he like, he, like literally spin kicked the phone. Oh out, like, yeah, yeah, that was badass. <laughs> and he was playing bass the whole time. Yeah, yeah, he like front kicked the like. Oh, it it could have been flying. like an NFL punter. That's Sorry, awesome. dude. Don't take selfies on stage, brah. <laughs> That's really a dumb fucking egotistical. That's a 2015 thing to do. For, let me like, get a pick real quick. Let me like people were doing that at Andrew WK. Let me get a pick. Jumping up and doing that. If uh, someone did that to you, Ryan, what would you do? I'd be f***ing pissed. 
<laughs> what would you do? Would you... I, I, I have no idea how I'd react. I'd be really, really miffed. I called a dude out it's for like taking to... pictures with the flash on once. Uh, you don't, Well, you don't want to be that guy who looks like an asshole in front of the crowd, but at the same time, like... Yeah. No, I, I, I do it once. the song and be like, F*** you. You owe me 25 bucks for that picture, motherfucker. I, I think the way I handled it was, hey, man, you know, soul. taking pictures with the flash on is really rude. Not like, cool I don't know if you noticed, but I'm playing you. like a nine string sitar over here and I kind of need to see what the fuck I'm doing. So I don't need your little whammy cam in my face all day. I'll dance, <laughs> whammy whammy cam. I'll dance the shit out of you, bitch. Whammy cam. <laughs> There's a band from LA called Strife. Uh, they're a guitar player, Andrew Klein, starting a new record label called War Records. Going to be distributed ver- via Revelation Records, so probably going to be like a hardcore label. I would assume. Uh, their first release is an EP from Strife called Incision, which is going to be coming out. Oh, it's already out. Oh, wait, no, it's not. September 4th. I forgot how time works. The new one is September 4th, new Strife record? Yeah. Dude, that's going to be hard as balls. I hope so. Are your balls hard? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> you got prosthetic balls? I want to get that looked at, It's man. weird. Them balls. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, Slayer <laughs> has been chosen for a new exhibit, uh, Places of Musical Innovation exhibit. Uh, they are now going to be in the fucking Smithsonian Institute. Which is awesome! So they were profiled with about the origins of thrash in San Francisco. You can watch the video available now on the Smithsonian YouTube, I believe. Is is that what this is? Yeah. Well, yeah, the Smithsonian YouTube channel. Let's see if there's anything worth... I'm sure there's probably some. Let me skip, like, I started hearing Judas Priest on the radio on the British Steel album. And I thought I liked it. I'm like, there's two guitars. This is awesome. Soon after that, it was Maiden. And then he mentioned the name Iron Maiden. And I'm thinking, who's that? So I went out and bought the record. And when I listened to it, I was like, oh, my God. A Metal Blade guy came to us and said, hey, if you do, do a single, I'll put it on this compilation album. So we listened to the compilation albums that he had released. We thought, well, shit, we can come up with something heavier and faster than that. And, and, and that, that's, that's what started the ball rolling for the band. It was a little bit about being the anti-LA That's band awesome. Because LA was all the <laughs> so they started as a reaction. Like, hey, we can do like, it faster oh, come than that. On. We can do something you guys more extreme. Doing, I guess that's okay, but check this out. Awesome. So, uh, speaking of the opposite of fast, uh, Windhand Slow. is just, uh, <laughs> just put out, a, or is going to be putting out a new record. Um, they just released a music video for their song Crypt Key. Uh, that record's going to be coming out September 18th. Very cool band if you're into the slow, sludgy, stony stuff. They're awesome. I like the moves that Relapse has been making. By yeah. signing bands like this and putting out stuff like this. I like that they're mixing it up a little bit. You right, know? it's not just like the unrelenting grind death metal or whatever. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. I'm Slow. I'm just hoping it'll lead to some really cool mixed bill tours. It pisses me off. I just want unrelenting grind. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Heavy as Kevin's balls. Elephantitis style. Whoa, whoa. I don't know about that. Uh, okay, so we talked about the um, uh, upcoming metal scene in the new Ghostbu- uh, Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, a casting call. 
Rumors are circulating that Ozzy Osbourne is the guy, the metal guy, in the movie. So, from the Boston Herald, they said, A rumor from the Ghostbusters set is that the Prince of Darkness himself, Ozzy Osbourne, was the headliner at the heavy metal concert scene director Paul Feig shot last week at the City Wang Theater. Remember the Wang? <laughs> that will not, See you at the Wang. The Wang. That will never not be funny. Uh, quote, our spy on the scene overheard a couple of crew members talking about the Black Sabbath frontman outside the theater where Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones were working. And posters outside the theater advertised a, quote, rock revenge fest featuring Ozzy Osbourne. So it's literally written on the fucking wall as part of a 12-hour marathon of metal. So the new movie is going to be coming out. I don't even know when it's coming out, but I wonder if they had Ozzy, like, do something. Like, I wonder if Ozzy was possessed or, like, I wonder if he's going to be part of the movie or if he's just going to be... That would be awesome if he actually had a, a role in it and wasn't just, like, a cameo. Right. That'd be f***ing well, sweet. We'll find out. The results are in after their uh, seventh full-length record, Seven Stir Um Drong on Nuclear Blast. It's log. Lamb of God has topped the charts. They have an incredible billboard fucking presence this week. They were number two, number two on the first week debut on the U.S. top current albums chart. Wow. Number three on the top 200 and number one on both the rock album and hard rock album charts. Cool. So they made like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Each. Uh, so they also had a uh, number one debut in Canada, number two in Australia, five in Switzerland, seven in U.K., Austria, top 75, 12, Germany, 12, Japan, 13, Netherlands, 13, Finland. Anyways, so on and on and on. But seriously, awesome, awesome debut on the charts this week for Lamb of God. Very cool for them to see metal represented in like the mainstream when, you know, there's fucking Taylor Swift out there selling millions and millions of copies. Devil You Know, is that Howard Jones's band? It is. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure because uh, it's good to see them doing something again after the news of how Howard left Killswitch. He just sounded like he wasn't doing too good with his mental health, but it sounds like he's doing better. Devil You Know, they're uh, doing European U.S. tour dates. They're not coming to Seattle. I just wanted to note that because it sounds like he's on the up and up. They're going on tour with Five Finger Death Punch and Papa Roach in Europe, so that'll probably be huge. What? Because you know those Euros. They like their weird tunes. Papa Roach is my favorite gent band. This is your last Ugh. resort. That's weird. <laughs> uh, so Soil Work posted the second part of their The Ride Majestic documentary. I think at the end of this podcast, see how long this is. Yeah, it's only a few minutes, so we'll just post part one and part two as uh, soon as we're done yapping here. So uh, right. Slipknot bassist uh, v- a- Alex V-Man Ventrula. Ooh, yeah, he... He hit the deck yeah, this week. Yeah, he, he collapsed on stage, and uh, the band just issued a statement saying, after a medical emergency during last night's show, we are relieved to let everyone know that our bass player, V-Man, is well on the road to recovery. Uh, was collapsed mid-set after feeling unwell, and as a precautionary measure, was taken to the hospital, where he was found to be suffering from severe dehydration, Yikes. most likely because of the mask. <laughs> after <It laughs> made sense. After recuperating overnight... He has now been discharged from the hospital and on, is on his way back to his Slipknot family. Have you ever seen somebody pass out from dehydration? No. Yeah. When I was in uh, when I was in the tenth grade, my friend Kristen got super dehydrated and passed out in class, and everybody was freaking out. And they like had to take her to the hospital and hook her up to IVs and stuff. Wow, this is weird. Yeah, but she just fell down. Well, she was a dancer, so she was like, you know, she's super physically active all the time. Yeah. And she just wasn't paying attention or wasn't didn't eat or something happened. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing where you're just rocking out all day and a fucking 
you know, 100 degrees with this mask on your face. Probably you know? drinking Red Bulls or some Yeah, exactly. Drink your water, dude. Smoking cigarettes. Yeah, that jumpsuit doesn't look too... Uh, yeah, that's probably not very breezy. cool. Damn. Mm, easy, breezy, beautiful. Cover girl. Speaking of cover girls, Cattle Decapitation <laughs> is uh, streaming... Oof. Their album Anthropocene Extinction over on uh, SoundCloud, and uh, yeah, it came out. Did it come out this week? I believe it did yeah, come I out think, this yeah, week. Yeah, just this week. So the Anthropocene Extinction by Cattle Decapitation, their last record, Monolith of Inhumanity, was so fucking good that I can't wait to just like sit down, listen to this. Yeah, the, maybe listen to it while I'm the driving. The part that really sucks fast. is that they are not coming on Summer Slaughter because Summer Slaughter's not coming here. That's a good point. Sounds heavy. It's the first song, so it's always that like intro track on the record or whatever. I'm into it. Sounds brutal though. You know, uh, I really love it when Cattle Decap goes slow. They do slow really, really well. I, I mean, agree. They, they're a band that's very much known for the super fast, grind and face off yeah. stuff, but they they really have a good sense of how to put together a really good chunky slow riff. Yeah, they're they do everything well. I think. Very well-versed, well-rounded band. Let's contrast this in a very strange way. This is the new Queensryche song. They play on October 9th at the Showwear Center. Interesting. I wonder who they... Are they just playing by themselves? Or probably playing with somebody. Anyway, they got a new record coming out. With Pound. This is like... Pound. This is the first record where it's... After they've passed the whole who owns Queensryche thing. So this is officially the Queensryche. Interesting. Oh, they're uh, playing with scorpions. Whoa, dude, tight. Wow. I want to see the scorpions. Yeah. Yeah, let's go see scorpions Queens right. Sounds pretty good, man. Yeah, it does sound pretty good. Yeah, I like it. We should yeah. play that on, uh, maybe not Metal Shop, but on KISW for sure. Loud and local. Yeah, to get all over that, dude, for sure. Anyway, new Queensryche. I was pleasantly surprised by that, actually. Right, just happen very often. <laughs> uh, El Uvete, is that how you say their name? El Uvete? El Vete, I think. El Vete. Uh, Nicole a- a- Ansperger. Was the violin <laughs> Asperger's <laughs> Nicole Asperger's disease was the violin player? They're like, yo, your last name's too weird. You're out of the band. Uh, yeah, so she has departed the band. They, she was in the band for a year, and uh, you know, she just uh, think about what it's got to be like to be a violinist in a metal band like that. As a violin player, you had, you know you've spent the majority of your life or a whole lot of your life. Just playing orchestra stuff in a band class. Yeah. And then you jump up on a stage with a metal band. It's got to be kind of an exciting dichotomy. Yeah, man. It's like playing the triangle and then playing, I don't know, playing the hammered dulcimers at a black metal band. I don't know. Well, she had had 
uh, kids. She has a family, and it just became increasingly uh, hard, she said, to kind of balance those things. And obviously, your first priority needs to be your family. So she just needed to be there for them. And uh, the band actually wrote a really good uh, thing to their fans, just like a statement. And uh, there was no hard feelings anyway. And they just want her to take care of uh, her, her shit, man. Yeah, I follow Anna Murphy. <laughs> On Facebook because oh, yeah? she's my girlfriend, and she was like, "Yeah, we're going to. I'm going to band practice to try out violin players. Even it's just weird. It kind of just blows my mind. Like, hmm. we're going to try out violin players. I wonder how many people were lined up to play violin in that band. I don't know. My simple American tastes just don't understand. I don't understand, man. King Diamond's uh, going on tour with Exodus, but they're not coming here. Cool. They're doing the entire Abigail album too. Right. So just to kind of uh, twist that knife in a little bit deeper. <clears throat> the closest they're playing here is San Francisco on November second at the Warfield, which would be rad. Yeah, but not to be. Not no. for you, little boy. Dave Grohl has upped his punk points. He got a few of them this time. Uh, this this uh, week, it was announced that he's going to be playing on the new Blast record, the new Blast record, and he's going to be playing drums, and it's f- sweet. And they are signed to Rise Records. What? Blast has signed to Rise Records, which is something I never thought I would 2015, say. 2015, man. But uh, yeah, it's got Nick Oliveri from Caius, Queens of the Stone Age, Joey Castillo from Queens of the Stone Age, and Danzig, uh, Clifford Dinsmore, Mike Nider. And now, Dave Grohl. And Chuck Dukowski even jumped in there, too, from Black Flag. Sweet. Somebody said on on Facebook recently, so is this the most legit recent version of Black Flag now? (laughs) Kind of. All right, hurry it up. Me out. Dave Grohl playing the drums, cool. Pretty badass. Corey Taylor says it's going to be a few years uh, before Slipknot releases their, what what they said was going to be a proposed double concept album. I don't know. Unless you have like the real f- everything flushed out, why would you say because it's going to be a double concept album? I mean, is, this, is the music written already? Well, I think the thing is they did the same thing last time. They didn't say that they were going to put a, a double disc out, but he said it was going to happen and it happened. Yeah. I think that's... Almost what Corey Taylor does for himself, he says, I'm going to do this, sets the goal, and then, like, because he said it, he can't back out of it? Yeah. I don't know. Fair enough. But, but uh, what's the concept? Does it say anything about that in here? It just says that they're no, going to do a concept album. it's just going to be a concept album. It says yeah. in the vein of Pink Floyd's The Wall or Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah. Hmm. So like a, Sergeant, like a metal Sergeant Pepper's? Uh, yeah, he says, uh, I've been on gym and I'm just like, man, we got to write an art record. We got to write our wall, Sergeant Pepper's, whatever you want to say. And that's where I'm at. We've got so many records on our record deal. We've done five. I'd love th- to be a double album, just interludes. Well, it's going to be, what, what are we going to do that we haven't already done? Yeah. Make it interesting. He said, we're still going to be Slipknot, obviously. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he said they're going to take a, quite a hiatus, but it's probably not going to be... As long as they're uh, six-year hiatus. We all know what he does, though. He takes two years off and does Stone Sour, collects the paycheck, does Slipknot for two years, same deal, goes back and forth. It's you got to admit it's pretty smart. At least he's not burning himself out on anything. It's true. 
All the other guys have families and projects and, and things they're doing as well. His is just more so in the limelight. And he writes good books. And he writes weird Christmas songs. <laughs> That's true. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Gave me chills again just for a second. Uh, Ryan, I want you to talk about this next story. Okay, so investigators are hoping that the heavy metal community can help identify a Venom fan that was found dead 20 years ago. You could be the heavy metal John Walsh. America's so, I, most bearded wanted. <laughs> well, I mean, it's this is kind of a cool idea. They're uh, they're spreading the picture of him around at metal shows and festivals and things like that, and uh, asking if anybody recognizes him and you know has any information about it. And uh, why did it take you twenty years? Yeah, um, he was found dead in November of nineteen ninety five. And but what they're also saying is that they say foul play is not suspected. So what happened? Did he just fall down and die? He was. They said he was between 17 and 20 years old. Something happened. You don't just die at that age hmm. most of the time. That's unless crazy. Unless God finally struck him down for being a heavy metal fan. But it's Weird, cool. Man. It's cool that they're even looking. So they produced like a uh, facsimile of what his face would look like now. The thing is, is when you're involved in, in like a smaller community like that, it could be anything. It could be... Uh, punk rock or burlesque or tattooing or anything people know you you know you yeah. have close friends the friends that you have are maybe fewer but tighter yeah somebody's got to know who this guy is well hopefully they figure it out and provide some closure to his family man that's a that's a bummer it's so wild that they just can't link him up huh he was wearing a venom shirt when he died strange yeah anyway sorry that's a trip dude wow seriously um so Megadeth's Dave Mustaine is going to be driving as a pace car driver at the uh, Watkins Glen International NASCAR. Is this is this officially NASCAR? I don't know anything about NASCAR. It says it's NASCAR weekend at the Glen. It's the the largest sporting event in New York State. It's the Sprint Cup Cheese It 355. I guess it makes sense to have Dave Mustaine do it. Cheese it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have him drive circles around the track. He's been doing that in his career for the last three years, man. <laughs> oh, Mustaine <laughs> states. That's the burn of the week. Burn. Le burn. Yeah. I, I have family members that are in stock car racing and stuff and have been and are really good at it. I just don't get the appeal of why you're driving in a fucking circle. Literally 500 times. The Indy 500. 500 fucking circles. That's what it is. I mean, it's cool, there's strategy involved, but like, Jesus, when we look back and when the world has fi have finally fallen apart, we're just going to go, what the f***? I don't know, that's just me being, I'm not trying to hate, I'm just being realistic, I no, guess. No, it makes sense. So, cool. <laughs> pace car, right on. <laughs> Pretty soon he'll need a pacemaker. Uh, in this photo, it looks like Dave Mustaine has been permanently punched in the jaw so often that it kind of is just skewed off to the left. <laughs> he looks so smug. <laughs> I He's a, I don't know, I'm always going to like him. I don't know why. Oh, he's the, like the Donald Trump of metal. It's oh, the, true, The yeah. music's awesome. Nobody's arguing against his ability to, well, his former ability to write a killer riff. Well, but, I know he's got it in there somewhere. <laughs> Something got in his way. Maybe maybe he reclaimed his soul back from the devil. He got sober. That was the oh. problem. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Dude, who's going to be the one to fix Dave? <laughs> Show up at his house hey, with Dave. Like, a 30 rack and be like, hey, Dave, it's me, it's me Dave. Dave. <laughs> hey, Dave, it's this. me, old drunk Dave. <laughs> Let's get wasted. <laughs> Let's write some cool riffs that you won't remember. Dude, send Marty Friedman over there to slap him around and be like, "Yo, I'm back from Japan. Let's do this." I was when I was recording those live songs for Metal Shop tonight. I was watching the old Marty Friedman videos with, and they fucking destroyed. 
Yeah. Everywhere. Like those old Italy videos from yeah, 1992. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Jesus. They were like two different, completely different people. Dude, and none of the guitarists that have played with Megadeth since then have really touched Marty. Not necessarily well, in terms the, of just musicianship. It's but the connection but, that they had together. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not and not just that, but in stage presence and his uh, the way he connected with the music. You know, he it's... It just hasn't been there with any of the other guitarists he's had on board, mostly because they've just been hired guns. Marty right. was actually an active me- contributing member right, of the exactly. band. Right, exactly, and not just, here's this song, play it. Yeah. Uh, okay, how many records have you downloaded this month? Um, Be honest. Nobody's going to come get you. I think. Well, I'm trying to think. I, I think 30, <clears throat> maybe? No, probably more, probably like 40. What's 40, your stance 50? on this? I justify it to myself thinking well you know i'm going through it and some of this is going to get some airplay and it wouldn't right. otherwise be that's how i to people that's how i've always i don't know what, what would you say justified it to myself yeah not everybody can say that in fact nobody else can say that yeah but uh, and and, it happens all the time and it's day. kind of a, a shifty <laughs> well dude yeah to be, it, it, you know, everybody the knows time. the difference between right and wrong yeah and we all just kind of deny it away and hide behind, oh. Well, I used to be able to say, well, at least I'm, like, paying money to go to the show and supporting the band That's that true. way. Now I justify it by going, well, at least I'm about to spend 20 bucks on a shirt. Okay. I mean, you know, it's Right, it's because fair. us doing Metal Shop, we don't have to pay to get into many shows either. No, and, and that's the thing. I was just looking at catalepsy shirts Right now, because I, when we were talking about that band, right. it made me think, just like, man, I listen to that record all the time. I haven't given that band a dime. Right. What do they got for merch? I'll right. check them a 20. Yeah, give them 20 bucks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Corey Taylor back in the news, because he just did an interview talking about how record labels are always going to be continuing to lose the battle against digital music or piracy or whatever, because they can't catch up with the technology. Exactly. It took them forever to catch up for iTunes, and then <clears> it took them, or to Napster, and then iTunes just, uh, or Apple just harnessed it, made something right. completely new. They couldn't uh, catch up with that. Now people are going more towards just streaming instead of owning something, just accessing it whenever you can, whenever you right. want. And people, there's several ways that labels can battle that. One of them is on a band camp. They have ways to track your IP address to where if you play it a certain amount of times, it asks you to pay them. So yeah. you can't listen to it anymore after that until you give them some money for it. And then, I mean, what would be the other way to battle that? I mean, for us as radio hosts, we have a, a system called Holix. Mm-hmm. Where it tra- it has us our literal names watermarked on the MP3. So if we leaked it before it came out, they'd be able to track it directly back to us and the radio station. Potentially filing a cease and desist or a lawsuit, mm-hmm. or just not deciding to send us anything in the future. So that's the only way that I know of that they can do it. But when you've got blog sites and stuff that they're just like, "fuck it." My buddy Tony had a really good idea. He was he just said, "I really wish there's a way that." I could just give bands a monthly thing just to do what they're doing. Just be like, I really like this band a lot. I want to support what they're doing. I'm going to give them two bucks a month. Right. And just have that. And then if you get enough people to do that. Yeah, exactly. You're supporting. The artist is getting supported. And and it's like a a paycheck. It's like a monthly paycheck. Uh, Interesting. You could pay your favorite bands. Yeah. Just to be exist. Yeah. There is a site that people have been using for uh, for like websites, for podcasts. People put up this thing called Patreon. Patreon is a pay-as-you-go subscription service where people say don't want to put ads on their podcasts. So they'll just, if they have a following, people will pay $5 a month. A band could do that. They could go to patreon.com and have people uh, donate to them and 
Uh, it's like a subscription service. You subscribe to their music, and maybe they could send you like an MP3 every month or something. Yeah, totally. October is the release date for the new Grave record on Century Media, Out of Respect for the Dead. Their last record was a swing and a miss. The one before that was fucking awesome, and I don't, I can't wrap my mind around how bands do that. Is it just like member changes, or just they're trying to go for something different? I think they get lazy. They're like, hey, we just knocked it out of the park. We can kind of chill. You know, we got this dialed, so let's just kind of right. crank it out. We got the magic, and well, attention to detail goes out the window. I liked it, so we'll find out in October. October, a lot of good music is going to be coming out. Everybody's going to be pushing to get their stuff out before the year is over. Um, This next article is really dumb. Mushroom <laughs> Head and the Confederate flag yes, <laughs> together as one create ultimate garbo. <laughs> and it, it looks like a spawn mask. So Mushroom Head defended their use of the Confederate flag on a bunch of their merch and a bunch of their masks. The masks look f***ing dumb and the merch looks really f***ing dumb. Okay, Mushroom Head's <laughs> always been f***ing dumb. This is really ignorant, not... I mean, it's not like they're. it's blatantly offensive. It's just kind of... Well, okay. Anybody who's releasing anything like this at this point is intentionally flying in the face of it, mm-hmm. right? There's no right. way to, de- to deny that. Yeah. And the thing is, is, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, you don't get, as, uh, as the oppressor, as the oppressive person in any situation, you don't get to flip that back around and reappropriate it back to, well, you're treading on my rights to free speech. No. What you're talking about is literally akin to saying, Black people should be traded and sold for cash. What uh, What do you not understand about that? Hey, hey, here's what he had to say about it. <laughs> I'm sure this is going to be good. A rebel is a person who stands up for their own personal opinions despite what anyone else says. A true rebel stands up for what they believe is right, not against what's right. It's not about smoking crack, drinking until you're rendered unconscious, or beating the out of anyone that crosses your path. What? It's all about being an individual and refusing to follow a crowd that forces you to think the same way they do, even if it means becoming an outcast to society. Oh, Jesus Christ. True rebels know who they are and do not compromise their indivi- individuality or personal opinions for anyone. They're straightforward and honest, and they will be sure as hell to tell it like it is. That sounded like something Nuge would say. They are true Hold rebels. On. It's about being an individual and refusing to allow a crowd that forces you to think the same way they do, even if it means becoming an outcast to society. As That's the thing uh, about the white supremacist attitude that the white race is going to go extinct. We need to defend the white future for my white children. Shut the f*** up. You need to be eliminated off the face of the earth as far as I'm concerned. They're martyrs for ignorance. Right. So, how about this? We never really even played Mushroom Head in the first place. Can we go ahead, just the three of us, and just 86 them from Metal Shop right now? Oh, man, I loved them. Please. But they have a guy called Pig Bennett. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, fuck that band. Okay. (laughs) Can it be official, though, for real? Yeah. Sure. 86. Why not? Goodbye. Max Colafalera fired some shots. Um, he said it's good. sad to see a band that was uh, so important and special turn to shit, and he's obviously referring to Sepultura. <laughs> I love, I love his response here, and I, it's oh, exactly what I would want him to to say. And I want to point out before we go into this that he's wearing a full of hell shirt. So props to him for Dude, listening they know to some what's up. seriously effed up. They have stuff. kept their ear to the underground f- this entire time. Yeah, the Cavalera bad. dudes. Okay, <laughs> so in this interview with Sticks for Stone, Soulfly main man Max Cavalera was asked. 
if he's heard any of the Sepultura albums that were recorded following his departure from the group. No. No, man. Dumb question to ask. No, Max responded. I don't give a shit about Sepultura or what they're doing, you know? I just heard from fans that people don't like their albums and they're shitty. And the band's just going down and down, and I don't know, I don't really care. Can't care less what they're doing. Don't concern me at all. I've got my own things going, and for me, it's just so sad to see a band that was so important and special in the 90s turn to shit like that so fast. But you know, whatever, that's what they're doing. I've got my things, I've got my things to do, and you know, I'm proud of what I did with them. We did great records, and we did cool stuff, and that's there forever, and I'll leave it at that. Fuck no. <laughs> no, I haven't heard that shit. Even though we're on the same record label. <laughs> Which is strange. And didn't they do some kind of like Soulfly, Sepultura friendship thing overseas somewhere? Eh, maybe. I don't know. It's got to be awkward. Sounds... I wrote that song, guy. That's Why are you really playing it? painful, I, man. Another strange thing about it is Gloria Cavalera, who is married to Max Cavalera, does the promotion and touring for Sepultura. What? Because she works for Nuclear Blast. Oh. What a strange... And she just goes, ah, ah, ah. Well, might as well. What a might weird, as well make some money off it. What a situation, situation, man. F yeah, that. that's business. Business. Perfect. I, I like that, though. That's real recognizes real. Uh, did we talk about the hand fart guy yet? No, let's talk about the hand, fart, right, guy. hand fart guy. State of the fart. Hello, my name is uh, Guy Fierce. I'm, uh, I'm the man behind the state of the fart. I do metal parodies by farting famous riffs, changing lyrics, making them about toilet humor. It's quite fun, actually. Actually. So show me. Oh, this guy yeah. looks like he has Asperger's. Uh, it's kind of here. How about Slayer? Okay. You guess the song. That's the most impressive part. <laughs> that part right there. Look at his face. <laughs> this this woman looks like she just does not know how to react. To this guy's got to be able to turn this into a way of making money. That's uh, that's Vakken there for you. Uh, that guy's got to have the best party <laughs> tricks, man. Coolest guy to hang out with. Jesus. Actually, it'd probably get old after like you'd be like, "Hey, shut the fuck up with the hand farts." That's wild. Okay, what were you saying earlier on Metal Shop? I know you saw this. Uh, Vakken's having a hard time breaking even. Yeah, you think they'd be making money like hand over fist? It sold out in 2016. It sold out uh, within 12 hours. 75,000 people. Yeah, seriously. And uh, this is in it's in uh, Vakken a farming village with only 1800 people so Jesus. this humongous festival comes and just fucking owns right. and like quadruple times 50 it's like the movie the critters yeah it's fucking crazy uh anyway so thomas jensen he has uh been doing this for 26 years and he said it's mostly been money losing years they're having a hard time we need to get out there before yeah. it's gone he said, we're surviving. Every year is a challenge, and this one will be hard. I don't think we'll lose money, but the profit will be eaten. But we have to get the best experience for the fan. If we're not doing that, we're not successful. It's as simple as that. Oh. Whoa. That's, uh, that's crazy. Uh, because it's such a huge entity now. 
that A, people expect it to happen every year. B, bands want to play it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sure they do decent payouts, otherwise bands wouldn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's like this Woodstock atmosphere where like the entire town just braces for this <laughs> butt f***ing <laughs> by metalheads. Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. Bend over and brace for Vakken. Oh, you know, f***ing Vakken. Uh, Whitey over at Showbox told me a while back, we were talking about uh, how much it costs to pay bands and like to put security and everything to put on an event. Right. And he just said, you know, if you want to be a promoter and you want to be a good promoter, you have to be comfortable with putting $10,000 in a gar- in a barrel, lighting it on fire, and walking away. Yeah. Well, okay. So the last, the last thing I want to mention. I'm uh, not comfortable with that. <laughs> no, yeah, no kidding. You got to have, you know. You got to have Richard Sherman money to be able to pull that off. Sad to think about. (laughs) So the last news article I want to talk about this week is that they officially announced that Mayhem Festival is over. Yeah, they're not doing it anymore. This last year was the last year, and they don't have any plans to do it again. We've been following this man, and it's just crazy to see how fast it's falling. Yeah, the trajectory, and honestly, it's been how long has it been? A month? Yeah, since they came here, Mm -hmm. and And I had zero idea. The second we walked out on that stage and looked out there, and we were just like. Whoa. There's nobody here. Uh, that was the first realization I had. And in the in the course of that last three weeks, it completely fell apart over the entire rest of the tour. All the bands started talking shit about each other on the tour and about the fest. Mm-hmm. And then they finally were like, all right, stick a fork in it because it's fucking over. Anyway, I like to go on a may- mayhem festival the years that we went. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened this last year. Something had to have been uh, a rotten apple from the beginning. And it finally just hit. Shit. Hit the fan. It's going to be weird when summer comes around and it's not Mayhem Festival. But I just hope that there'll be some other thing. Like, you know, like an Oz Fest. I wonder if somebody's going to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, Summer, uh, summer Slaughter didn't come here. I goddamn so. don't want to be Metal Shop at Warp Tour. Uh, <sighs> rough. <laughs> Interesting factoid. Uh, Vans owns 51% of Warp Tour. Zoomies owns 49%. Vans <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with Warp Tour other th- than slapping yeah. their name on it. I thought it was uh, not not Zoomies. It's uh, Journeys. Journeys. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. One. yeah. Journeys, man. Uh, but they had they they retained their one percent ownership, so they could have the name on there, and so that they so could funny. retain ultimate control if they wanted to a sell it to somebody else or exactly they could be like hey, veto a band or something. By the no. way, my one percent outweighs you, bitch. Yeah, the. When I was uh, when I looked into that, I, I got curious and I looked up the dates for it and for when that happened. And there is a very distinct difference between the lineups of yeah. Now Riff Raff plays <laughs> between the year before that whole deal happened and the year after, and it's yeah. Well, uh, dude, it's been falling down for a long time, also. But then again, I haven't been keeping up with no the I, kids, the scene, yeah. brah, <laughs> and yeah. what they're doing. I'm really excited about all these. Uh, U.S. festival that festivals that have been popping up all over the place that are starting to become more and more of a thing. Well, you know? the argument is that now people should focus less on these huge rolling f-ing behemoth tours mm-hmm. and focus more on creating static one-off location fests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Maryland Death Fest or, or Psycho Fest. This is hardcore, you know, stuff like that. Fun, fun, fun. Right. I mean, even uh, Not Fest is popping up. Uh, mm-hmm. Barbecue has been going on for a long Dude, time. Dude, that Not Fest lineup is sick. Yeah, there's, there's some good bands yeah, on there. Yeah, I want to go to that. Like even Riot Fest over in Chicago looks awesome in yeah. September coming up. All kinds of metal and punk and hip hop and weird, it's weird stuff. J- Christian ska. What was? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Literally something for everyone. What was that fest you were telling me about the other day that had Wu-Tang on it? 
Oh yeah, that's and a bunch the... of other uh... was that Notfest? Like Notfest had no, like no, mo- no 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 no. Uh, it is. It was like, Kevin started reading it off to me, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this has got to be one of those made up like fest posters that people post all the time." Hold on, it's the East Coast Tsunami Fest. But that's what I'm saying. So if you want to, if you actually want an awesome experience, mm-hmm. can travel somewhere, go somewhere else, and go see something. So it, it, I mean, it's good for you anyway. It gives you perspective on where you live and makes you a better person. Maybe not always. It, not not if you go to Vegas. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's not talk. Or Tijuana. The full lineup yeah, for that. F- off. The full lineup for that. I just got to read this real quick because it's fucking awesome. Friday, September 25th and Saturday, September 26th at Reading, Pennsylvania. It's the 2015 East Coast Tsunami Fest featuring Wu-Tang Clan, Life of Agony, Body <laughs> Count, Mob Deep. Walls of Jericho, Doyle, Madball, Murphy's Law, Wisdom and Chains, Crown of Thorns, Dog Eat Dog, Turnstile, Strength for the Reason, Death Threat, Cruel Hand, Indecision, threat. Angel mm. Dust, For the Love of, The Eddie Leeway Show, Sicker Than <laughs> I Most. I want to see that. I would go just for The Eddie Gilly Leeway the Show. Gilly the Kid, Rude Awakening. Pentera? Uh, j- yeah, just a bunch of uh <laughs> So my question is, Wu-Tang Clan, Life of Agony, Body Count, Mob Deep, Madball, holy shit. <laughs> At what point does the, the, the booker or promoter for the show just like sit down in front of a big whiteboard and go, all right, which bands do we want this year? Let's get fucking weird. Wu-Tang, number one. All right. Let's do stage dives for Mob Deep. <laughs> I don't think that would go over well. Remember the last time Madball played here and they had bodyguards on the stage to make sure that you couldn't get on? Yup. Uh, that was scary. They haven't been back since. Anyway. Uh, thanks for listening to Max, uh, Backstage Pass podcast number 64. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, you get to go home and play some Nintendo 64. Okay, it's about that time in our podcast where we uh, do something that we usually all regret the next day called Brutal Poetry, Too Hot for Radio. This week on Metal Shop, Ryan's grandma heard Brutal Poetry, <laughs> and I hope it scarred her for life. Aww, aww. In the best possible way. Sorry, GMO. <laughs> Why are you sorry? <laughs> Don't be sorry. Anyway, this week Kevin's going to the Devourment Catalog, (laughs) which you know is always going to be good. Off their record, Butcher the Week, here's Anal Electrocution. (laughs) Kevin, take it away. I need new ways to torture all my bitches. (laughs) Peel off their skin or cover them in stitches. Sometimes they bleed, sometimes they spit. Sometimes I feed on their half-decayed <laughs> I've scraped out their guts through their torn open God. It's so much fun to make them bleed, but I have new ways to kill them indeed. An electric rod that spews 10,000 volts. A p***s <laughs> I pundit, her <laughs> implodes. Surging through her fliced open veins, Smoke emits from her boiling brain. (laughs) Currents flow through her bubbling mass. Sparks and bloodshot from out of her (laughs) Tears are building in my... (laughs) Oh my god. Tears are building in my eyes from the stink of your burnt fluid. Your hair is singed. Your flesh is black. Your form reduced to ruin. I chomp the bits of hardened flesh and lust at your dead sinew. A strange idea has taken over. I'll remove your blistered outer cover. Caress your skinless, dripping body. A burning feeling builds inside me. The slim's warmth with make my <laughs> I p- her s*** till I feel it c***ing. 
My eyes roll back. The pleasure is mumming. I ride your toasted, dripping carcass. With infinite hate, I beat your face in. The third hit causes your nose to cave in. Oh my god, what will I do with this toasted hog bitch? Now you know why I looked so sad before I was about to read that. Yeah, I got into it, okay? But that's part of the thing. I don't really feel this way, man. It's all just a pantomime. It's the illusion of radio. Anyway, thanks for listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Uh, are we still going to go out with that soil work? Sure, yeah, man. All right, let's, let's do it. Do it. Uh, there's I'm zero sorry. way to segue out of that ever, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we'll see you again on Metal Shop next Saturday and uh, for episode number 65. So in April, I brought over my Shure SM7B an Apogee Duet 2 sound card, and an Avalon preamp to start the vocal recording. I spent six weeks having somewhat of a 9-to-5 approach to the recording, rather than doing 10-12 to 12 hours a day burning myself out. Recording vocals for a metal album can be pretty rough, trust me. I even pulled three muscles on my torso from recording vocals with Devin Townsend back in 2007. I know better now. Trying to capture the feeling of recording something locally in the city of my youth even more, I decided to ask Pascal to do guest vocals on a song named The Phantom. I really pictured his voice on it, and on a rainy afternoon in May, we recorded both of our voices on it. It turned out fantastic, and it was a great moment. On the day before Midsummer Eve, here in Sweden, the album was done. It was mixed, and it was mastered. We celebrated and listened to the whole album. It almost felt like I just discovered this awesome new band, and it was 1995 all over again. Almost to a point that I forgot that it was me singing on it. Martin, his girlfriend Sophia, and their daughter Mira had shown great hospitality, having me yell my head off for six weeks in their own home. I really don't know how they put up with it. I'm eternally grateful to them and the fact that I could record the vocals for our 10th album, back where it all began, in Lanskrona. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.